0: I'm Rosandra Guidi, host of The Catch, a podcast from Foreign Policy and the Walton Family Foundation about the seafood we eat and the impact it can have on our world. This season, we'll hear how Norway is handling cod's changing migration patterns and what it says about fisheries and other parts of the world. Season three of The Catch
1: is out now. It's Tuesday, November 17th. I'm Martine Powers. This is an election update from Post Reports. After the election, what did you see happening across the country?
2: It was interesting because you had this election where at the top of the ticket, of course, Joe Biden won. He won on a platform of doing the responsible thing on COVID, of following the science.
1: Griff Whitty is a national
2: correspondent for The Post. But if you look at what happened in the states where COVID is growing fastest right now, which is across the Midwest, across the Great Plains, there were a lot of Republicans who did very, very well down ballot.
0: Let's talk about the Republicans. They have a trifecta of power here in Iowa. Now the Democrats, they had a chance to flip the state house but they failed to do so.
2: Governor's races and legislative races. Now tight races were few and far between in North Dakota election circles.
0: This is one of the strongest Republican turnouts
2: in the state Senate in years. The election came as a win for the South Dakota Republican Party, increasing their majority in both the state house and Senate. You had Republicans really gaining ground. There is no doubt which party came out on top here in Montana on Tuesday. And defeating Democrats who had hoped to make gains in this election. Then they ended up losing seats that I think even Republicans didn't really think they had a shot at gaining. And they ran on a very different platform, which is one, in many cases, of doing much less to try to limit the spread of the virus and prioritizing keeping businesses open, even if that means that COVID spreads faster and further.
1: Give me an example of one of the places where we saw that dynamic play out.
2: Well, you saw it very clearly in Wisconsin. And of course, Wisconsin was a state that Joe Biden won, although very narrowly. And COVID was raging in Wisconsin at the time of this election. You had a situation in Wisconsin where the governor is a Democrat, Tony Evers, who has repeatedly over the course of this year pushed for restrictions that are intended to try to get a hold of the COVID pandemic, trying to limit business activity, instituting a mask mandate. And you have a legislature that is dominated by Republicans that has repeatedly tried to obstruct what he's uh, sought to do. They've gone to court and said that what he's doing is not according to the state constitution. They have filed lawsuits. And the Democrats in Wisconsin were really hoping that this message of theirs, that the state should be following the science, that the state should be doing what public health authorities advise them to do, that that would be something that voters would reward them for on election day. But in reality, something different happened in Wisconsin down ballot on Election Day, which is the Republicans did quite well. They won a couple of state Senate seats that they had not held before. And a lot of the aspirations that Democrats had of really making up ground in a legislature that's been dominated by Republicans for a decade, they just didn't come to pass.
1: And tell me about some of these candidates who ran in this past election thinking that running on COVID as a voice for uh, more responsibility around COVID and better reaction to the pandemic, that that would work for them.
2: So I spoke to a candidate for the State Assembly in Wisconsin by the name of Kristen Lyerly, and she is a 50-year-old physician. She has a degree in public health, and she had never run for office before.
3: So in my district and in Wisconsin as a whole, but primarily up in the Green Bay, we have seen twice now that we've been the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic.
2: She decided this spring that she was going to run for the assembly because she saw that the current assembly, one dominated by Republicans, was trying to block what Governor Evers was trying to do to try to get control of the pandemic.
3: We are that place where masking is political and uh, people are very divided about some of the precautions about whether the pandemic is real. And because of that, our hospitals are full, our healthcare workers are exhausted, and uh, we are suffering as a community in just very tragic ways.
2: She ran really on this platform of doing the responsible thing on COVID.
3: Early on in the campaign, we didn't do any door knocking at all.
2: And she was very cautious with her campaign. She didn't have big rallies. When she went door to door, she did so.
3: With a mask on and hand sanitizer and stand at least six feet back and never go into anyone's house.
2: Her opponent, who is a Republican, has a Facebook page where you can see lots of pictures of him out on the campaign trail without a mask, shaking hands, doing the usual campaign thing. And Kristen Lyerly told me that when she was talking with people, she said that they wanted the legislature to do the responsible thing. They wanted to get a hold of this pandemic.
3: I was feeling very hopeful. We had polling data that showed that we were doing well. We were at least neck and neck. Biden was polling 11 points ahead in Wisconsin. So yeah, going into it, I really, truly felt that we had a fighting chance.
2: But when the votes were counted, uh, she lost. She lost that seat in northeastern Wisconsin. And not only did she lose, but the state Senate seat, which had been occupied by a Democrat Flipped over to the Republican side.
1: And where else did we see this play out where you had places that have been very intensely affected by COVID and yet responded to that by voting for more Republicans?
2: So you certainly saw it in Montana, which is a state that has really been hammered by COVID in the last several weeks. It's a state that has a Democratic governor currently, and he had put in place a mask mandate back in July. And the two candidates running to succeed him had very different views about the mask mandate. The Democrat wanted to keep it in place and actually wanted to toughen it up. And the Republican was very critical of the mask mandate. He said the economy has to be the priority. He was out campaigning, hugging people who didn't have masks on, and he won. He won that election. Uh, You saw it as well in the Dakotas, certainly, where in both Dakotas, there was a strong vote for the Republicans in the legislature. The governor in North Dakota was reelected by an enormous margin, despite the fact that North Dakota has had for weeks the fastest-growing COVID rate in the country. And there was actually a state legislative candidate in North Dakota who died of COVID, a Republican who died of COVID several weeks before the election, and he won election anyway, in spite of the fact that he had died of the disease, and in spite of the fact that his party had been out there preaching that this was a disease that the country didn't need to shut down over and people should be allowed to make up their own minds about whether they wear masks.
1: So then what could explain that? If you have these places that are seeing really high rates of COVID, people being hospitalized, people dying, I mean, that's that's people's family and friends. Like, why isn't that translating into a sense that there is something that needs to reflect that in terms of who is representing them in government?
2: Well, I think there is a question of, of cause and effect here. I, I think that One reason that the virus is raging out of control in so many areas where there are a lot of supporters of President Trump, a lot of Republican voters, is that there is a strong suspicion of public health authorities and of the guidance that they've given. So I think that these are areas where you're going to naturally see COVID spike in these places as a consequence. But I think that also I talked with Democrats in Wisconsin who told me that they don't regret doing the responsible thing on COVID. They don't regret uh, preaching a message of responsibility. But they do say that they may have underestimated the degree to which voters were perhaps so exhausted by all of the restrictions, all of the precautions that people have been taking since the spring. And when President Trump and other Republicans were out there saying, we can open up, we can just do this if we ignore the virus and we pretend it's not there, perhaps Democrats underestimated just how strong that appeal was and may have underestimated just how much they needed to do to rebut that argument, to, to say, in essence, we can't have our economy back until we get control of the virus.
1: So seeing these results, what does that mean for Republicans in power in terms of how they're going to continue to respond to the pandemic?
2: Well, I think it means that for them, there doesn't seem to be a penalty to not follow scientific advice. You had the governor of Iowa, a Republican, very recently say, these election results really validate what Republicans have been saying about COVID.
0: I I think the election reflects that Iowans somewhat agree with how we have handled uh, not only COVID-19, but conservative, conservative, fiscally uh, responsible decisions that have been made.
2: We, we don't need to shut down the economy, that we don't need to have a mask mandate. We don't need to stay at home.
0: Iowans said in this election, they want to get through it. They want to figure out a way to move on. They, they you know, agree with how we've handled COVID-19.
2: In Iowa, the COVID infection rates tell a different story. The disease is raging out of control in Iowa, and hospitals are filling up, and the state's public health infrastructure is really, really straining under the burden created by COVID. But you have a lot of Republicans who are essentially saying, we did well in this election, and so we have no reason to change our position. Now, the the one thing I would say that runs counter to that is that there are Republicans out there who are finding out that there's really no choice at this point. The governor of North Dakota had resisted a statewide mandate for months and said, we don't need it, we can let people make their own decisions. Well, the hospitals in North Dakota are in dire straits. And on Friday, he reversed himself and very suddenly instituted a statewide mask mandate. Hmm. Governors in Iowa and Nebraska have had to do similar things and and make similar concessions. So at some point, reality does creep in.
0: Over the last few weeks, Iowa has experienced a significant increase in COVID-19 cases, and we're not alone. Here in Iowa, during the month of October, we reported more than 41,000 new cases of COVID 19. And as the weather changes and more of our activities move indoors, I'm asking you to take additional precautions and carefully consider whether certain.
1: And I'm curious, what ended up happening to Kristen, the, the Democrat in Wisconsin? What did she do after she lost that race?
2: Well, she went back to practicing medicine, which was the thing that got her into politics in the first place, was working with her patients, uh, many of whom had been affected by COVID and many of whom were still being affected by COVID.
3: I am badly needed here in my community as a physician. So I'm grateful to be back.
2: But she says she's very, very concerned about what's going to happen in the weeks ahead.
3: I don't think that they believe that COVID is real. I don't think that they believe it's worse than influenza. I think that many people feel that we're all going to get it, so let's just get it now. I don't think that they see the impact on healthcare workers. So I think for many people, it still is just a story and a story that they don't believe.
1: Kristen Lyerly is a former Democratic candidate for Wisconsin State Assembly. Griff Whitty is a national correspondent for The Post. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.